Blog Talk Radio. My producer slam, my flow is like, bam, jump on stage, I've been identified. Nigga, everybody gets, cause you can't bust this. You got a bad name like Dick Butt Kiss. Welcome to the next level of rhyme flowing, scratching, hooking up beats and hoe catching. Every time I come home, I got 50 messages. I only call back the girls with big, big breasts. Ooh, I got biddies in all the major cities. The safest way to have sex is right between us. Excuse me as I kiss the sky. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balfman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Thanks a lot, Rob. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this December 12th episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, presented by MyFFPC.com, live from the Papa John Studios. Support for the show is also provided in part by the new Infinity Q80 Inspiration. Designed to shake the status quo in the large four-door club, the Q80 Inspiration is a no-compromise ambassador of driver-centric technologies and passenger comfort. Feast the senses with the Infinity Q80 Inspiration at www.infinity.com. Greetings and salutations to all the Balkaholics and Gerzakin addicts in the chat room listening around the world, downloading this on your Zune or iPod, whatever it be. Your host, the slightly above average Eric Falcon, and my co-host is the Dizzle Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, we're going to discuss whether you should be starting Rashad Jennings or Andre Williams as the Giants running back du jour, as well as what kind of impact Johnny Football will have on his skill player teammates against Cincy. Plus, we'll be joined by John Kane from the first place team in the Football Guys Player Championship. Team name is Joka. Of course, John got there. Thanks to uh, his incredible 276.8 points this week. And he'll tell us what it was like watching those points pile up, as well as the importance of drafting rookies on redraft squads. Dave, you're more of an FFPC historian, um, definitely more so than I am. 276.8, is that the highest score that you can remember in one of the either the FFPC main or the Football Guys Players Championship? It's right up there. It's really close. I mean, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but it's really close. Uh, you were told I'm there would be... I'm frustrated trying to get into this chat. What What's wrong with it? I can't do it. Scroll I'm not down. smart enough. No. It didn't uh, load... Oh, so now it's loaded. There we go. It's like taking a car to the mechanic. Now <laughs> I can't find the problem. Um, you, uh, you need to mute that. Well, see, it's um, working. Yeah, there you go. Can you hear it? Yeah. Um, you, in fairness, I didn't tell you, but... You were told there would be no math tonight, so you didn't. You didn't know I was going to yeah. ask you tough scores like yeah, this. So. Sorry about that. I didn't so, check the archives. As far as we know, the highest score ever put up for sure in a championship round uh, league. Well, we had the joke. Was that two years ago that our good buddy Tupacker posted on the FFPC boards? You know, somebody asked what was the record for most points ever scored in an FFPC main event team, and he jokingly posted you know, whatever the upcoming week was. And 300 by 2 Was it 300? I don't okay. even think he went to 300. I so I think 276 is, is I, right up there. I know that one week this season there were three dynasty teams that scored in the 250s, and they were all, I mean, everyone was up in arms about that. And I, I mean, that's really. But I get that because you're talking about individualized 12-team leagues. You know what I mean? No. Well, you're talking about like, okay, and throw in the fact that some teams were probably intentionally, um, you know, selling before the 
the trade deadline, acquiring draft picks for the following year. Yeah, that doesn't happen in, in in national high stakes contests. Yeah, but you get some bad drafts here and there, and then guys get loaded teams. But not to the point of trading Arian Foster for like a first round pick or something like that. Okay, I mean, you know you, what I mean. You make, a, you make a somewhat good point, but teams don't get. You know, they don't get as overloaded as you would think. I mean, I know you're kind of talking about my Carrington team and how great it's going to be this uh, weekend. I really see up for that one. <laughs> T and Dave Gerzak up. It's what I do, folks. Uh, shout out to the chat room right now. Of course, uh, Brothers Mayhem, Chris Holland, uh, Henry Muno, and The Mint all in there tonight. If you want to connect with us on Twitter, we are at HSFFR, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. And, of course, you can give us a call tonight at 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA if you want to chime in and chat. Uh, you can also email the show at the FedEx inbox, highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Uh, we'll do our best to get to those uh, chat room questions as well as the email questions. Uh, and by we, I mean our producer, mutual friend Rob, and our audio engineer, Bryce. Uh, they're going to get those to us in the fantasy feedback later on in the show. Uh, if you do have any questions for me, Dave, or, of course, John Kane, now is the time to get them in there. Um, without further ado, let's actually talk uh, about some football. Uh, I want to thank uh, Roto World for putting together tonight's rundown, Roto World and Rob. Um, let's talk about the uh, game. Roto World and Rob, huh? Roto World and Rob. They go together like peanut butter and uh, jelly. Um, let's talk about the game last night. No touchdown scored. And truth be told, I actually fell asleep uh, during the third quarter of this game. I woke up, checked sports center in the morning. I did not miss much. Um, Cardinals 12, Rams 6. It's like a cricket match. Let's, um, let's make this. I don't even know what the scoring is like cricket. So I don't know. I mean. Maybe I it's more like curling. It could be like curling, because I think that is actually accurate. My former editor for AcmePackingCompany.com, uh, the Packers blog from the uh, SB Nation network, or I think it was SB Nation. That's a lot of prepositional phrases. No, it wasn't SB Nation. It was, it was the other one. Whatever. Fam- no, it was SB Nation. It was SB Nation. Oh, great. Okay. I'm just SB Nation. Tex Western was the uh, editor. He's a big curling guy, so he actually talked to me about a lot of curling <laughs> stuff. Tex Western? Well, his real name is Evan, but everybody called him Tex. I don't know why. He lived in Ohio, too, so it's not even like he's down he Let's maybe – let's talk about real briefly, Dave, uh, and, and just get past this game because we have so much else to talk about. The Cardinals running backs last night, Stephen Taylor got the start, 14 carries for 61 yards. Uh, he uh, did not get a catch. Kerwin Williams came in, 15 carries, 75 yards. He also had two catches uh, for 11 yards on five targets. So if by some chance you own these guys uh, and you're desperate, maybe you had Ellington – I don't know why you would roster both these guys because you probably also rostered Marion Grice, who I did start in that league last night, by the way. <laughs> what league? That, uh, it was the Kentucky, one of the Kentucky Vegas leagues where my team's just falling apart. Oh, yeah. I had Andre Ellington, Brandon Marshall on that team. It's just oh, it's a bad sorry, situation. Buddy. That's fine. Um, but anyway, Kerwin Williams is the guy uh, that you're starting the rest of the way. But if you can, avoid the situation because their schedule is not, it's not very good um, next it, week. Yeah, just uh, Seattle at home next week. It's bad, so stay away. Um, and, of course, this means nothing for next year because Ellington is going to have the full offseason to recover, and he'll be the man next year, correct? Yeah. All right. Sure. Let's move on and talk about, well, do you agree? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's fairly safe, right? Yeah. I wasn't okay. being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think you were being sarcastic. You just made it seem like um, you were just agreeing for the right. sake of agreeing. I was sipping my pink Moscato with a straw here. Got it. Why do you have a straw on that? I didn't know that was a thing. No, I didn't. Well, it does. I've heard that. I know. That's what you tell the high school girls. No, but I think that I, I didn't want to make have the ice be this flushy sound. Um, like, see, I didn't want it to 
make that. Noise. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I don't even know if that's going to show up. Let's talk about the Rams receivers real quick, Dave. Again, I don't think there's anybody here you want to be starting down the stretch. I don't know really what they're doing next year it, or for next year. It seems like they're in the market for another name receiver. I know Brian Quick is going to be coming off IR. What's he? What was his injury? I want to say clavicle. I think it was a clavicle. Um, Stedman Bailey five for seventy four. Kenny Britt five for sixty five. And really, and nothing else. And yes, Stedman Bailey. Yeah, he. I'll tell you what. So he had twelve point four points last night. And no, he didn't. He had thirteen point seven because he had a thirteen yard rush. And then you look at Tavon Austin last night, only having let's see, three point four, four point two. So actually, you're gaining some points. I mean, that's kind of like a heated. I got five on it between Austin Austin versus Bailey. That touchdown last. To get those touchdown points. But I already, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, because we didn't do a tabulation last week. Um, so it's going to be very close. We'll update that coming up. I mean, that's pretty quick that these I got five on it are going to be settled. So well, I mean, Bailey's kind of you know he's showing a little bit of glimpses. Maybe he turns into Greg Jennings, uh, Derek Mason type player. Maybe not. He could be a decent number two, but they do they need a big dude who's good and. Well, I think they know, want Quick to be that guy. And, but and he's he's showing signs early too. He did, and they'll get Sam Bradford next back next year. It sounds or, like they want him. Well, yeah, until he breaks something or sprains something or tears something. Um. So anyway, Rams the rest of the way. I don't know who they play in Week 16. Dave, can you look that up real quick? Who St. Louis has on the docket? Hosting the Giants. Okay, so that's actually maybe you play Bailey next week because the Giants secondary is not very good. But again, you you got to be in bad situation uh, to do that. By the way. I, <laughs> It was awesome last week, Thursday Night Football. First of all, it was awesome on Thanksgiving because you get the three really good games. Then you get Dallas and Chicago last week, which was a fantasy bonanza. Mm-hmm. And then this week, Rams and Cardinals. Yeah. Next week, Titans and Jags. And then Thursday Night Football <laughs> is done. That's what it is. Tennessee oh, and Jacksonville. Wow. I was listening to the ESPN. Should figure that, okay, week six, what's a good playoff? Bevy, you know, it's a really great matchup that's right. going to happen yeah. before the season. Yeah, and I don't know what they're thinking, to be honest with you. Um but I was listening to the ESPN Fantasy Podcast today, and Matthew Berry comments. He's like, oh, I love the NFL Network was trying to sell that game. Like, oh, let's see how the rookie quarterback, number three overall pick, Blake Bortles, has developed at this point in the season. Which, I mean, what else are you going to do at that point? I mean, that's what you got to do. So, yeah. God bless the NFL Network for trying. Sometimes you got to sell it. We are trying to get to uh, – my God, we got a ton of stuff to get to in Fantasy Flash. All right, Michael Gelkin on Twitter reporting, Brian Matthews did not practice for the third straight day on Friday. Dave, he is not playing, correct? He's not playing. Donald Brown seems like he would be an all right, all right play. That's what I was going to uh, ask you about. Are you playing Brandon Oliver at all for the PPR no. Uh, action? No, trying not to. Okay. Uh, Donald Brown, if you're desperate? Yeah. All right, I would agree. And honestly, I'm on the conservative part of agreeing. I, I think even if you're desperate, you got to play. Like, I would have started him over Marion Grice, but that's about it. All right, we'll move on. Moving on. Andre Johnson listed as questionable for the uh, Sunday game. He did not get medical clearance today. Of course, uh, this is according from t- according to Tanya Ganguly on Twitter. Limited in today's practice. Also, lim- excuse me, he missed Wednesday and Thursday practice. It it just seems to me like if he clears the concussion protocol, he's active and you're going to play him. Now, if he doesn't, um, and DeAndre Hopkins is in there, that guy could be just a flat out like like a top three option this week with Fitzpatrick yeah. throwing to him. He should go. He should go off. But I don't think Andre plays. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, very unlikely. I think, but I mean, to me, it's just a matter of getting cleared. You just yeah, think I don't think he's going to get cleared okay. soon after that. Okay. He's no Le'Veon Bell, ball. <laughs> well, Le'Veon Bell, to be honest with you, he did have that extra time to recover. <laughs> Two days. Um, yes. ESPN's Dan Graziano reports that uh, Rashad Jennings might need another week of quote unquote reduced workload to get his ankle correct. 
Actually, yeah. it says here to get his bulky ankle. Now, that's again, right. that's that's what Roto World said. <laughs> I think um, Robbie put bulky in there. Maybe he did. I don't know. Uh, so Andre Williams again, maybe counted on for uh, carrying the load this week, Dave. What are you looking at for uh, who you start between Rashad Jennings and Andre Williams? Because I'm assuming there's probably a good number of people in the championship round that have both. I would probably look to Williams actually if it if, if it sounds like might be the way they're going. I think uh, Williams is the guy. All right. So clearly you're going to, if Jennings is inactive, which I don't think he's going to be, you're playing Williams. If they're both active, you're saying still play Williams, but not Jennings. Yeah. I'm going to the late news and just if they say that Jennings is going to start, if they really have a big prominent news update that says Jennings positive, but otherwise I'd go with Williams. Is there, is there any event unless you're purely in desperation mode where you would play both of them? Not in the playoffs, buddy. Okay. All right. Well, well at that point, I mean, you're in the playoffs. So you just bench one of them, take a shot, and then start somebody else. So the only way you would play Jennings if you're getting a late news report saying Jennings is going to start, he looks great in warm-ups. Yeah, then, I mean, yeah, coaches are just saying he's going to get a full workload. That makes sense. The whole, the whole pimp, pimping him up. I'm on board with that. So watch for Dan Graziano on Twitter. Follow him on Sunday morning. Percy Harvin was limited in practice today with We don't a, need to cover Percy Harvin. Well, no, I if think you're in, if you're in the playoffs, you no, don't have Percy Harvin. I won't, uh, well, I'm not totally <laughs> convinced of that. Here's right, the thing with Harvin, and this is why I bring it up, because he went off last week with Decker going off. So, I mean, they both had good games. And What did he do last week? Look, I'll, I'll look it up in a second. Just around. Just, I don't know. Okay, sorry. I, I, I don't know the points, but I mean, it was between 15 and 20. <laughs> um, they get the Tennessee Titans. Horrid. Pass defense. This is a pass defense that gave up six touchdowns to Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right. And and you so told me okay. So now if he's if he's if he's gimpy, he is active. You're gonna play him. If I, I'm probably not. I'm trying not to play him. To I me, I, I would. I don't trust that offense. I don't trust. I don't know. I don't, I don't trust, trust the offense either. But I do trust in the failures of the Tennessee <laughs> defense. I don't trust Harvin. All right. Well, you're not on board with Harvin. I'm on board with Harvin this week. If he's active, I think you got to play him. Um, and finally, we have uh, John Kane coming up in uh, in just a minute here, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get to that, uh, Ralph Vacchiano on Twitter uh, reporting that Redskins coach today said uh, Jay Gruden. Current Redskins coach. Current Redskins coach Jay Gruden today said Deshaun Jackson's chances of playing uh, against the Giants this week, 50 50. Uh, he was limited on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week. He, remember, he was inactive last week after not practicing at all. Um, I think Deshaun Jackson uh, stands probably a little bit better than a 50-50 chance to play. I'm actually rooting for him not to play because I own Pierre Garçon in one of the Kentucky leagues that I'm doing well in, and I need a big week 15. Garçon, 9 for 9-5 without D-Jax uh, last week. Giant secondary, not very good. But again, I think if Deshaun Jackson is active, you got to play him. Yeah, I think so. I think you have to roll him out. Okay, so you would obviously rather play Deshaun Jackson over Percy Harvin then if you're making that choice. If they're both active, yeah, I'd probably. I, okay, let, let's um, assume that. And then uh, what about Deshaun Jackson and Reggie Wayne? Uh, I would probably play D-Jax. I don't what? play Wayne at all anymore. He's, not only is he he's injured, but he's also old and sucky. Well, and the other thing, too, that was so frustrating with Reggie Wayne last week is, like, over the course of his career, I mean, he's such a professional receiver. You know what you're getting when, when, uh, when you start Reggie Wayne. And last week, I mean, he didn't seem all the, you know, the crispest, He's ever been in his career, but he had those three really, really bad drops. I don't think I've ever seen Reggie Wayne drop two balls in a game like that, much less three. It was terrible. It was terrible, although, you know, in the NFL, it usually once it goes one way, it'll swing the opposite way the next week. So this week, he'll probably go like six for 90 in a touchdown. So maybe uh, 
Wayne is the is the shark play this week, then. Maybe our advice should always just be like Costanza in the opposite episode. But that's not see, but that's not always true. Um, you know, we talk about the whole um, uh, squeaky wheel getting the grease uh, um, situation, and I don't think it necessarily 100% applies to Jimmy Graham. But I was super on board with Jimmy Graham after he got the zero catches, zero yeah. targets game, and I thought, okay, New Orleans is going to force feed him the ball. This this you know this past week and he's gonna have a monster performance. Well, he had like three catches. You know what like, happened, right? What? Jimmy Graham must have had sex with Drew's wife. <laughs> then why was he throwing to him at all? I don't know. I'm Maybe Drew Brees doesn't love his he's wife. He's in the doghouse. Okay. Well, there's some sort of there's some sort of thing going. Okay. So here's the to. here's the thing. This week. Maybe they're lovers and they're fighting. Okay. I'm not really sure. It's I can't. It's either one or the other. I'm not sure which it is. <laughs> we pinpointed it down to. One or two. The the other Put thing. Put it out on Twitter. Let's let's see what see what it gets like. Um, we'll uh, I will say this about Jimmy Graham. He's at Chicago this week, and I feel like I'm still like betting that he's gonna have a big week this week in yeah. uh in, yeah, a, in a potential should. shootout I mean, game. He should absolutely. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, bring in tonight's guest uh, now, ladies and gentlemen. He has been playing fantasy sports for as long as he can remember. Uh, even before there were computers to tabulate all the scores, he found the FFPC a few years ago and fell in love with it. He says he's played many different sites, but the FFPC is the best. Boy, I wonder how that made it into did the you write this? introduction. Ah, I did. This is this yeah. is legit. Uh, his team, Joka, scored an insane 276.8 points last really? week. Of course, uh, Chris Holland uh, in the chat room, one of the guys uh, that's chasing uh, John Kane said that. Uh, let me see if I if I can find it here. I think he said. Oh yeah, John Kane's score highest I can remember seeing. Is it highest ever? He scored more than double of some of his teams this past week. So that's a little disheartening. Uh, it is disheartening, especially when you're chasing him. Thanks for him. ruining the championship for John. Because he sits above the Football Guys <laughs> Players Championship, two weeks away from a three hundred thousand dollar payday. Please welcome into the show, Mr. John Kane. John, thanks a lot for joining the show. Great, thanks a lot. We're uh, very Hello? excited. To... Yes, can you hear us? I can. Oh, excellent. Oh, too bad. <laughs> um, John, <laughs> I, for, first things first, I got to talk to you about the, the 276.8. We were talking at the start of the show. We, we don't have any official records in front of us as far as it, if it was the highest score ever scored in a championship round of one of the national contests. Watching those games on Sunday, watching your scoreboard, what was that like, seeing those points just pile up all throughout the day? You know, it started out like it was uh, not going anywhere. Then all of a sudden, it was just touchdown after touchdown. It was crazy. That's just, I mean, it's got to be nuts. Like, you were running all over the house. Like. <laughs> you had to be like, when you're trying to keep track of all those touchdowns, you had to look at your score at the end of the week and realize, oh, my God, I didn't even know this guy scored. You know, like where you missed out on like three or four touchdowns and you didn't even realize you had because there were so many of them. Oh, he had a fourth one? Oh, oh I didn't even know. Like, this must have happened when I was checking that other guy scoring those two. It's just insane. I took a leak and he scored 30 more points. It's, it's just, I mean, I, I can't, my mind, my mind is spinning trying to wrap my head around that. Uh, John, we're going to talk oh. fantasy football in a little bit, but uh, tell us a little bit about uh, where you live and what you do for a living there. I live in uh, King, New Hampshire. I own a computer company. And I pretty much fix, uh, you know, any technology-related problems. Oh, that's awesome. I break stuff left and right. Do you use computers? Take mail-ins? Is it solely computers? Do you do, like, any kind of, like, wearable, mobile technology, <laughs> cell phones, anything like that? Cars. Yeah, cars. 
not cars, but you know, PS3, PS3s, PS4s, Xbox, so, you know, cell phones that do training. You know, I've been a geek my whole life, so. Are you a gamer? You know, do you I, play? What, what what games do you play? You must be a gamer. Oh, absolutely! I build high-end gaming machines. Are you, are you kidding me? Oh, so you so you build like those those super awesome like they have the you know I don't even know how to describe them. So yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that actually, real quick. We'll get into football in a second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those machines I build are absolutely insane. My my video card is like two feet long. It's uh, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, our audio engineer I mean, Bryce has his has his eyes lit up, his head is spinning around. He's very excited to hear this. <laughs> can can Valky use that for the porn sites? Because he he goes on a lot. And he no, I already got. I, I got a guy for that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I, I mean, PC, I, PC gaming PC gaming just blows away any kind of you know consoles, PS4s or Xbox. I mean, they've caught up, but uh, PC gaming machines that I build are just insane. That's awesome. Man. So, That's and what, what's the real quick? What's the name? You, I know you told us. What was the name of your of your uh, business that you own in New Hampshire, John? It's Text on Call. Text on Call. So make sure if you're looking for a gigantic gaming slash porn console. It's not porn, but no, I mean, probably fine. You could probably find a way to get porn on it. <laughs> he can um, probably optimize it for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, text on Call. Check him out. So uh, let's okay, Dave. Let's talk fantasy football here. All right, John. So. FPC players don't like drafting so early in the season, but you assembled this squad on July 12th, the second week in the FPC held drafts. Why did you want to draft that early, and what sort of benefits did you get from it? Well, I actually drafted before that. I I uh, drafted a dynasty team in June. That was awesome. So I had all my research done. So I I pretty much do you know all the players and everything you know beforehand, even more so than the previous. You know, 20 years I've been doing this. But um, I probably drafted too many rookies. But, I mean, I, I was really excited to, to go this year. And uh, it just worked out. Well, I mean, one of those picks that worked out for you, you take uh, a rookie, uh, which we're going to get into the rookies that you drafted on this squad in a little bit. But one of them, you take Odell Beckham in the 12th round of this draft. Um, he gets, you know, nicked up with injuries in training camp, missed the early part of the season. Um, how difficult was it for you to keep him on your team uh, all season long when, when you're hearing, you know, Tom Coughlin never seemed to be very, um, you know, bullish on, on his health, bullish on when he'd be able to contribute to the team. Not a lot of positive reports coming out of uh, New York. You kept him on your team all season long. How difficult was that? And did you ever at any point during the season come close to cutting him when you needed to free up a roster spot? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I drafted 18 teams, and I think I took him in maybe 10 of them, and I think I dropped him in a couple of leagues. But it's all about, you know, who's on your team, who's willing to be dropped, and, you know, who isn't. And, you know, this Joker team was was doing well, so I didn't need to drop him, so I just kept him on my team. So I have a little bit of an audible to the question that's here that that uh, Robbie has so nicely put together for us. But, uh, you know, because you played Dynasty, you drafted a Dynasty team, was it, I mean, and you did draft a lot of rookies. And this is something that I think uh, Jeff Tirabasi told me when I first got into Dynasty. Of course, friend of the show, Jeff Tirabasi. Yes, friend of the show, Cornfin. Um, He's at the Cosmo, really nice suite. Bulky loves it. So, anyway, so you drafted all these rookies, and he said the biggest problem you have in Dynasty is you're always in, once you enter redraft mode, it's really tough to get out of Dynasty mode. You just draft all 
the rookies. Now, maybe maybe <laughs> it favored you because of the fact that the rookies were so great this year. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, you know, the last three years I've seen a, a big change in the landscape of the NFL. You know, the way that the, the refs are calling penalties, and it's becoming flag football in my opinion. And it's it's really gearing towards, you know, more fantasy football points. And I definitely saw that in the last couple of years. And, you know, this year I think if I were to draft, you know, as many rookies that I could, a couple of them were going to pop. I didn't think this many were going to pop. I mean, I can't remember any year in my life where this many wide receivers went so crazy. This and was a really deep wide receiver draft, though. Don't you agree, I mean, John? No, everybody knows that. I mean, you got ten wide receivers this year that are just going absolutely crazy. I mean, five of them are just absolutely studs. So One more follow-up follow for you, John, on that. Do you think that people are going to kind of forget a little bit, like Allen Robinson and uh, you know Brandon Cooks, how well that they did earlier in the year? You know, then they got hurt. Now they're out for the IR. They look at their prior year stats. Do you think for next year that they're going to a little be a little bit under the radar? Well, I took Brandon Cooks in my dynasty league, <laughs> so I'm definitely taking them next year. And Allen Robinson, I'm not too sure about, but it Cooks all the way. Dad, you don't have to sell uh, Brandon Cooks to Dave. Uh, Dave, I kind of like him. <laughs> in the same way that Truman sort of like breathing, Dave likes Brandon Cooks. Uh, He's yeah. a fine young man. He is. Yeah, we're talking with John Kane. He's in first place in the Football Guys Players Championship. Scored a 276.8 points uh, last week uh, that has him in the driver's seat. And, and John, one of the guys uh, that I'd like to ask you about is a guy that you did not draft. Uh, Charles Johnson, you claimed him off waivers towards the end of the season. Talk a little bit about what you see coming for him both on Sunday and in Week 16, uh, as well as what roles that you think he and Cordero Patterson are going to play for the Vikings next year. Yeah, I don't speak the P word anymore. I mean, I was all in on him. I mean, I, I had him on probably seven of my teams, and he just killed me. So I might take a chance on him next year, but I don't speak the P word anymore. And Charles Johnson was just pure. He, he was pure insurance. He's he's I mean, definitely not gonna start. He's not gonna start over Hilton uh, Nelson or Beckham, but he he's just pure insurance. Bulky, um, we call him the magic court. Maybe we should start calling him the tragic court. Oh, I like that yeah. quite a bit. The tragic court. <laughs> I am totally on board for that. All right, John. Um, John, when just real quick, when you look at the Vikings next year, do you think Charles Johnson is playing ahead of Cordero Patterson on the depth chart, or do you think? Uh, Cordero Patterson's, uh, you know, as high as Minnesota drafted him, do you think that Minnesota will feel forced to play him ahead of Johnson uh, for week one next year? Yeah. At this point, I don't see Patterson uh, going forward. I think he's got, you know, crazy talent, but he just can't seem to run the right routes. And uh, he's, you know, he seems like a Devin Hester to me where he's got crazy talent, but, He's probably best left on the punt return teams. Just a lot of freakish athletic ability and just, you know, not transforming that into running good polished routes and being a good uh, NFL receiver for uh, Patterson. Uh, John, you, uh, like I said uh, at the top of the show, you drafted 18 teams this year. And a lot of players will say, well, your strategy changes when you're drafting, you know, one or three football guys teams versus, you know, 15 or 18 or what have you. What sorts of strategy differences played into drafting these teams, or did you 
kind of apply the same, you know, um, uh, strategy for each draft as you uh, as you went through the drafting season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I'm in it to win it. It's it's totally diversity. Actually, I think my first six teams that I drafted, I had uh, I think four number ones and two number twos, and I didn't draft the same people. And you know, that's obvious. You know, if one guy goes down, I mean, you're sunk. So it's definitely diversity and and trying to trying to balance the the best players you can with, uh, you know, the best mixture of, of players. Now, John, I didn't look at your team. Uh, well, lucky for you, Dave, I have it right up here. But Falky might have it. So I, I do have it. Oh no, his team, his team is right no, here. That's right. Okay. I got it. Is the Rams defense in there? The Rams defense started for him last night. Okay, so and they didn't yeah. do very well. So yeah, not the great. I feel like a fraud for starting the Rams now. I mean, that that was a total coin flip. I, I mean, there's no way. There's no way I'm sitting the Rams this week. I mean, there was no way I, I was sitting them. Yeah, but, you know, every consensus ranking I saw had them like number one, which of course back to back shutout is always wrong. They're playing a team yeah. with their third string quarterback. Yep. which turned into their fourth string. I, it, it's right. very difficult to sit St. Louis. So on that, let's talk about your other nine starters. Are you mulling over any difficult lineup decisions this week, or do you want me to switch in the Ravens for you for about ten grand? <laughs> I forgot that. Forgot the last question. The, the first question is real. Yeah, I mean, the only lineup decision I have is Drake Beller, Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's it. I mean, and, and you know, the matchup for Drake Bell is is, is pretty good, so – yeah, it's tough to. It would be tough to sit. I mean, you got Joyke Bell going uh, right now. You have him in there at home uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Travis Kelsey is at also at home against the Oakland Raiders. Obviously, with the tight end premium scoring. What was that? He, he's got Dan Heron too. Not that I'm saying to start him. I'm just Dan saying Heron. Heron, yeah. whatever. Nice, nice bench option. Yeah, Heron uh, at home against the Texans. So, and I mean. <laughs> Just looking at this team, I mean, you know, we always talk about being top-heavy in these final three weeks, but you look at this roster. I mean, yeah, you do. You have plenty of Dan Heron, nice Charles Johnson. I mean, obviously you wouldn't play Michael Crabtree against Richard Sherman this week. By the or, way, or I, first, first of all, I can't I wait Crabtree to hear. in the fourth round, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, to, to recover from that uh, was was really, really good. Um, I can't wait to hear Richard Sherman tweeting all about how he destroyed Michael Crabtree again. I am so sick of that. Um, anyway, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, and then Travis Kelsey on the bench too. He's so. embarrassing for Stanford. <laughs> Just shut your mouth. Yeah, do your I'm, job. I'm on board with that. I mean, do you think a guy at a hedge fund that you know went to Stanford like, oh man, we just invested in Uber. Take that, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's like shut up. Yeah, we're 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 not huge fans of Richard Sherman on this show. Anyway, um, talented cornerback, <laughs> whatever. All right, it, Dave. Now I, I, it is technically my turn to ask the question, but I feel guilty because this is sort of this your is baby. Territory. Yeah, this is this is something that you love to ask the guests every single week. So I will let you ask uh, John John Kane your uh, Monty Hall question. <laughs> so I'd like to play Let's Make a Deal, and I'm not really offering you any money or anything. But if someone was to offer to buy this team right now, what would you sell it for? Bearing in mind that it could win you three hundred thousand dollars in two weeks. Or it can you know, seventy five hundred bucks, or like three thousand dollars, or whatever. Whatever it pays down to. Yeah, a football guy subscription. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a business. I'm a businessman. I, I, you know, I own my small business, and uh, I'm certainly open to all offers, but I don't think I'll get any. 
So, so, so if I offered you thirty-five grand for it right now, would you take it? Yeah, probably not. That's not enough. There's no seventy-five. Way. Seventy-five. You might the, the deal. The new deal from the bankers. Seventy-five thousand dollars. <laughs> I feel like there should be a silhouette. Like, <laughs> dun, 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 seventy-five. Um, I don't know. I mean, it. it we have it, at least we have you thinking at seventy-five thousand. Yeah. How big of a lead does he have right now? Yeah. it's like twenty-some points. I want to say twenty-something. Yeah. It's a good team. Yeah, it, it's mean, a very good team. It's a really strong team, and I've been scoring two hundred points like every week. The, the, I mean, like the last. Four weeks, you know. All right. if, I remember I it was a six-figure number. I would definitely, but. I would definitely entertain any offers, but it, it would <laughs> hey, actually be a really good offer. Yeah, <laughs> chat room throw out one hundred one twenty-five. I think. I think he's, I think he's going, going connect, for it. Connect with John Kane on the football guys boards if you. Uh, <laughs> we'll have Joe Bryant start a thread of uh, have him pin it to the top. Like, make John Kane an offer. How much are you buying a team we, for? We don't do escrow at the FFPC, so if you, you know. <laughs> that, so why do you why do you even you say guys, stuff you like guys that? Make, make your deals off. That's off ridiculous. Individually with your own lawyer. Uh, we do have a, a couple of emails here for you, John. If we can. Uh, Maybe it's an offer. Uh, it's not an offer. I, I pre-read them. Um, this first one <laughs> is from offer. Henry in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. He uh, writes, "Hey, John, what would you do if you own Jonathan?" St- and D'Angelo Williams is listed as active on Sunday. Is Stewart still a guy you think can have a good week again, even with D. Will stealing touches away from him? That's Henry in Indianapolis, Indiana. So you own Jonathan. I mean, this is a hypothetical situation. Don't say that. (laughs) This is a hypothetical situation. You own Jonathan Stewart. D'Angelo Williams is active. Are you still starting Stewart this week? Well, if I had no other options, I mean, I, I would probably kill them both. But, um, <laughs> See, look at that. We're we're of like mind. The violence on this show. You've been playing too much Grand Theft Auto on those uh, those PC. <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah, exactly. It's just it's just ridiculous. If I, so basically, if I had no other option, I'd definitely go with Stewart. There, there you go. So it's a desperation thing for and and I well, told that version. Well, I read that I read today that he's um gonna play or he could play in like an emergency type situation. But again, I it's just too muddly. You know, it's like if and it's it's. Good. It's a good matchup for Stewart, but again, Carolina. I mean, yeah. no Cam Newton either. Load up eight in the box. Have Derek Anderson beat you. <laughs> That's true, man. So, uh, final email we have for you tonight, John uh, Dominic in Tacoa, Idaho. Would you play Tory Smith this week? I saw he got listed as probable uh, today, but the beat writers said he looked like I can't read this on the air. Blank in practice, <laughs> and is Steve Smith a must play? If Tory Smith misses again, good luck in the next two weeks. That's Dominic in Tacoa, Idaho. So, what do you think about the Smiths in Baltimore, um, uh, John? Uh, Tory Smith listed as probable, not looking that great in practice. Uh, and then, would you play Steve Smith if uh, Tory Smith is out? Yeah, I actually have both those guys. I, it's Steve Smith all the way, hundred percent. Icon. So, if Tory Smith is listed as active, you're still looking for a different option at that point, right? I have Tory Smith on a couple teams. He, he's on my bench. There you go. Yeah. Again, it depends on. Again, you know, it depends on who's, you know, you're starting in front of. But, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trusting Tory Smith at all. Yeah, and and if I can just take a minute out to go we, ahead, Balky. We love all the people who email the show. Absolutely love it. It's fantastic. I know we don't want to read novel emails on the show. But include a couple of options that you're deciding between, you know, just to just to give us some sort of context. And we're saying, yeah, I wouldn't play him. Yeah, I would play him. Well, everybody's roster is different. So 
I would certainly appreciate that. Thank TIA. You. Yeah, there you go. For next week. All right. For go the last on. week. For the last week. Yes. <laughs> but but, oh, but you know the playoff challenge. The, too, the playoff the playoff challenge, and then you know people are going to be emailing. Oh, should I drop you know with the cutdowns? I hear the guy. Should I drop this guy? Well, give us the people you're deciding between. Yeah. You know to so it it right works on. all year round, baby. <laughs> Go ahead, So, Dave. John, give us one sleeper starter you like this week and one early round pick that you might consider benching for a better option, not named Crabtree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Laguerre Blunt is definitely the start this week. I mean, Miami's just been gashed the last two weeks, and, you know, Bellatrix is is, is definitely going to go with Blunt. He's I, I would be shocked if if he didn't get 15 fantasy points. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to draft. Guys, sorry to interrupt you, John. Let me interrupt you one second. I think I'm going to draft yep. Lejeune Blunt in every league next year in the 20th round. If you he won't get him in the 20th round. I don't even care if he's a free agent. He won't. He's always fantasy relevant at this time of year. Yeah, he listen. He's not going to be available in the 20th round next year. Well, not maybe the okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay, Lejeune Blunt. Lejeune Blunt is the start. Who's who's the sit, John? Yeah. Well, I got three sets. I mean, I love it. And, and and these guys are all on my teams, and they're killing me. Jimmy Graham is killing me. Peyton Manning and Gio Bernard. Uh, I'm very nervous about all three of those guys. And it, it's all because of injuries. You know, something's wrong with Peyton Manning. Something's wrong with Jimmy Graham, and and I don't know what the hell's going on with Gio Bernard. But I wouldn't trust any of those three guys. Gio's a backup. Yeah, I mean, Graham's in a love quarrel. And Manning's been driving his view well, around for, so much. I have to ask you this love quote thing. It's the second time you brought up. Is there any basis for this, or is this something you just invented, that Graham is sleeping with Drew Brees' wife? Well, or <laughs> the other option. That Drew Brees is sleeping with Jimmy Graham's wife? <laughs> no, that Drew Graham and Drew Brees are sleeping together. in a fight. All right, that's – yeah, I'm not going to propagate this type of stuff on the show. Um, you know, the other thing, too, is not only with the, the injury stuff and, um, you know, with those three guys, but you have um, – Kenny Stills really step, uh, stepping up for New Orleans, and you have C.J. Anderson really stepping up for Denver. So it doesn't re- it doesn't create a whole lot of reliance on Manning and Jimmy Graham making as many plays as they used to. So there's that too. And but I mean that's ballsy, man. Sitting Peyton Manning, Jimmy Graham, and I mean Giovanni Bernard, I can see sitting, but sitting the other two, man, that's that's I'm not I, I like I like the confidence. I'm not saying sit them, but I mean I, I'm I'm very nervous. I mean. One of my teams went, you know, went undefeated, and you know, won the championship. And I have Jimmy Graham on that team, and he and he's killing me. Yeah. And and I don't know what to do with him, but there's always that chance he he goes off. But there's clearly something wrong with him. He, you know, he had four drops last week. He got zero targets the week before. There's clearly something wrong with him. And Peyton Manning. You see him throw. It looks like he's throwing, you know, like a, you know, suitcase. I don't know. <laughs> like, like rivers. You think this could be Peyton Manning's last year, John? I God, I hope not. He, he's on my he's on my dynasty team. <laughs> uh, well, I, 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 I like my backup, and he was getting a car accident, so that's great. Okay. Yeah, that's just. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a second too okay. when we get to emails here. I'd but... like to give him a big hug. I would like to give him a big hug too, um, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give a big hug to John Kane if, if virtually if he's uh, lucky enough to win uh, the three hundred thousand uh, dollars coming up in two weeks. John, 
What a treat having you on the show, man. I really appreciate you coming on and, and offering the insight that you did. And best of luck to you the rest of the way. This is going to be a fun couple of weeks for you, uh, not only for uh, uh, for the Football Guys Players Championship, but for your dynasty team as well. So good luck to all your teams, and thanks a lot for coming on. All right. Thanks a lot, man. John, John Payne, of course, uh, from Team Joka. The, How do you spell it? J-O-K-A? J-O-K-A. It's, it's his, uh, yeah, like, like you know, first two initials of his first name, first two initials of his last name. Yeah, so uh, he is in first place. 75000 you had him thinking. I think he would take, you know, 100K he would take. Yeah, for sure. Would you have, well, not, I mean, why don't you ever talk to the prognosticator about seriously offering this to somebody? Well, I, I mean, I can't buy it back. I can't, you know, hey, John, if I give you 100 grand, and then if you win, do we just keep the money? Is that your theory? Yeah, it's in escrow. No, I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, what do you think our reputation would be? Like, then you, if, you, pay, if we bought you, off. you pay it out even bigger next year, man. That's exactly what you do. The grand prize was 300000 but we scammed about a two hundred. Thanks to John Kane, it's $500,000. Well, then the problem is if he scores like a 120 and then the other guy scores a 220, then we're off for 100 grand on the next guy. Exactly. Next thing you, you know, we're down like 600 grand. Nah, come on, it won't be that. Well, you could be. Um, anyway, I think that's a fun little I'll take game. take a 50-50. I would say, like, Phone a friend. No, no. The, it's not even the right show. The deal thing is is probably the, the it's either the greatest or the second greatest thing you've ever come up with on this show. And the next, other next to the tragic chord. Next to the tragic chord, oh, exactly. Yeah. So the tragic chord was great. Oh, um, I'm really hitting the home run tonight. You really are, man. Uh, let's uh, Rob, don't play it because we have so many emails to get to tonight. Let's start off with some tweets at uh, bj underscore degrote on Twitter. Hmm. Uh, need your expertise for semifinal. Unfortunately, Orton, Fitzpatrick, or Dalton, hashtag the beard sees all. I used to have a beard. Uh, so that's that's why he wrote that. So Kyle Orton, of course, at home against the Green Bay Packers. Andy Dalton on the road against the Cleveland Browns. And uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be playing the Indianapolis Colts at Lucas Oil. What do you think, Dave? Between those three, which one would you play? Man, that is a kind of a tough one. So let me go first. So should I go first? Fitzpatrick at Indianapolis. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick at Indianapolis. Orton at home against the Bills. Dalton at Cleveland. All right, go ahead. You go first. I will play Kyle Orton, baby. I think that that. I mean, the total on that game is like fifty or fifty-one. I think that he has to. He will have to make some plays in the passing game to keep Buffalo in it. Buffalo could win that game, but if they do, Orton's going to be a big reason why. I could see him going 250, 260 yards, two, maybe even three touchdowns in that game. I can't say the same about the other two, so I'm taking the – I can't believe I'm saying this sentence on the air. I am taking the high ceiling of Kyle Orton. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to have to go ahead and agree with you, and the reason – I mean, Andre Johnson could miss. Houston is such a run-based offense, especially in the red zone. Um, but, I, you know, Buffalo's offense is more at, more likely to be at full strength. They have Watkins, they have Robert Woods, and some of the other junky guys. Fred Jackson catching passes. Yeah. And uh, Dalton at Cleveland, that just doesn't uh, – I don't know. I don't think it – it could turn into one of those zany games, too, with Johnny Football. Well, there's something to be said for Dalton overshadowed – like, man, he's being overshadowed by Manziel right now, and nobody's talking about him, and then he has, ends yeah. up being the quarterback we talk about. He could. He yeah. could go off, and Manziel, you know, has 50 rushing yards and is like 7 of 20 for 120 yards and three interceptions. And you like Orton better than Fitzpatrick in what could be a potential shootout-type game in Indy? I mean, I think it could be a, I don't know, not not a shootout, but a slaughter. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. I mean, they, they, when they get in the red zone, they just give it to Foster. They're not going to throw it. And it, Hopkins is a good red zone. 
But without Andre Johnson, there's not the guy to go over the middle and get concussions. Yeah. Um, you know, the logic that neither one of us has brought up yet, your logic, um, start the home quarterback. Orton's the only one at home. That's, I mean, I did factor that. I didn't bring it up. But oh, yeah. okay. I mean, I there do like go. that home quarterback thing. At Darnell Bright 4 on Twitter, do you think Joe Flacco is a good play this week? I'm not going to read the other tweets that he sent uh, because they're not important. But I suggest – well, I'm not even going to tell him who I – I'm not going to tell you who I told him to start. Here's his list of guys he's deciding between. Uh, he's got Josh – he needs to start a quarterback. Josh McCown at Carolina. Jake Locker at home against the Jets. Manziel, of course, at home against the Bengals. RG3 at the Giants. Oh, it sounds like Colt McCoy is going to start these that are game. Out waivers. These are on waivers, yeah. <clears throat> Blake Bortles at the Ravens. Fitzpatrick at the Colts. And Alex Smith at the Raiders. Flacco or one of those guys, Dave? Um – I'd probably lean Flacco, but I, you know, my second choice would be Johnny Football because he is a true wild card. He's going to get seventy, probably get about seventy rushing yards in my opinion, maybe fifty, fifty to seventy rushing yards. So he has a pretty high floor. Actually, I think that's a little bit on the high side, but it, it wouldn't shock me. Fifty is um, You know who I said? Manzel. I'm playing him over Flacco and playing him over the rest of those guys. Ceiling is too high. I, I seriously have some fun. Have some fun with it. I know it's the playoffs or whatever, but listen, you want to go down in flames while with near fiddling. You know, are you willing to trade Johnny Football in uh, Carrington? I'm willing to trade anybody in Carrington. All right, let's talk about that at some point. All right, point. sounds good. When does trade? When is trade trading open? I assume after the. You're the commission. I, I don't know. I mean, I I copy the rules from another <laughs> dynasty league. I, I'm like I, I'm a slightly better commissioner than Roger Goodell. It's like, funny. You're like, ah, what's the rule on this, Balky? I don't know. What are the, what are the websites? Yeah, say? whatever website. I'm says. not sure. Only check dynasty games. Yeah, and that's. I mean, you can, you could check the Carrington rules. I generally do. I just, you know, we're on the air right now. Right. Um, Harrison in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Do you guys have any insight on how the backfield split between Lacey and Lark, Lacey and Starks will go this week? And would you play Starks if you own both? Uh, if I own both, and Lacey's active, I'm playing Lacey. I'm benching Starks. I'm not playing him. Mm-hmm. If Lacey's inactive, I am playing Starks, though. Yeah, because sure. you know, again, he he's looked high scoring offense. High scoring offense. He's looked pretty good. The, I wouldn't. I mean, if it was a, if it was like the Bears, I might consider playing both. But when it's a really good rush defense in Buffalo, I, I'm playing one and tempering my expectations. Yeah, you could have. They could both suck, which right. is a problem. So you you have two monster spots with a bad start. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, Lacey's probable, so I think Lacey will be the guy to go with. Split the touches. How are you splitting them percentage wise? If they're both active. 65-35. I think uh, Starks gets a little more. Not that much. I was thinking 60-40, so we're both kind of on the same page there. But Starks is an interesting guy to look out for this week. And you know where he played his college ball? Buffalo. University of Buffalo, baby. Yeah, that's true. Dear Army-Navy, do you think uh, you're going to watch the Army-Navy game tomorrow? Mm, no, I think I'm going to finish watching Wolf of Wall Street on my uh, Amazon. Prime. i got to watch that yet. Um, second time. Nice. Do you think Julio Jones will suit up this week? As a Roddy White owner, I'm actually hoping he sits this one out so I can play Roddy with full confidence in him destroying that Sealers secondary. Or will Harry Douglas rake the targets? TIA, that's Manny in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Um, so do you think Julio is, is a um, game-time decision right now? We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm. unfortunately, we have exposure to him in Kentucky, and I'm thinking he's not... I have a feeling he's not going to play, is my guess. Uh, that's just preparing yourself for the worst. No, I not... I mean, honestly, he hasn't really done anything at all. Um, so I'm just guessing he doesn't play. Dave, the 5-8 and eight Atlanta Falcons are playing for the division title. <laughs> so, clearly, Julio Jones <laughs> needs to be on must, the field. Is this a must-win for them? Every game's a must-win when you're 5-8. and eight. 
You know, must try. I believe it's a must try. Game. I believe Tampa Bay. You don't really have. It's not really. A, there's never a must win there. It's like, eh. It kind of helps if you yeah. win because no one else is going to win. Do you know what's crazy is I believe Tampa Bay is still mathematically alive for the playoffs, even though they're two and eleven. Really, I thought they got out ousted last week. Well, they're because they're real. They're. I mean, there's three games left, mm-hmm. and Tampa is is three games behind the division leaders. I would think that unless they lose the tiebreaker, and then maybe they're out. But which is really crazy. Um, I don't know. How many times a two and eleven team could win a tiebreaker? Yeah, it's uh, that's really bad. If Julio Jones is out, I have no problem playing Roddy and Harry Douglas. Right? Yeah, I agree. Totally. So, okay. Dear, oh no, excuse me. Hey, Dave and Balky, I own Cam Newton in my league, and I'm going to have to play freaking Geno Smith this week because he's out. But wait, it gets worse. Are <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin and Greg Olson now sits because the great Derek Anderson is tossing the rock to them now? My shots at a title seem to be as badly smashed as Cam's truck. William in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, almost an insensitive joke, but the fact that uh, he just has a broken back, we're cool with it. So anyway, uh, Cam Newton this week, he's got to play Geno Smith. That's obviously bad. Talk about Kelvin Benjamin and Greg Olson as sits. I actually like those two guys a little bit more, given how much Anderson targeted them week one when Cam was out. Yeah, you know, I feel okay about those guys. I mean, maybe they don't score quite as many points, but I mean, you just I think you just have to go with them. I mean, they're they're top, you know, top twenty type guy for Benjamin, top six probably for yeah. Wilson, and in almost any given week. And so it's just tough to bench players of that talent, and they're really involved in that offense. So I think you really have to just throw them out there and see what sticks. Wow, um, Benjamin caught a touchdown last week. Olson coming off a ten catch performance in week fourteen. Hard to bench him. It's sort of the whole when we're talking to John Kane about. Um, sitting the Rams' defense this week, and I understand Buffalo or Baltimore plays Jacksonville. That was his other option. St. Louis is coming off back-to-back shutouts. How do you sit a team yeah. like that? How do you sit Greg Olson? You can't. And they looked Week One when Derek Anderson was throwing to him. So I am totally on board with having both those guys locked and loaded in my lineups. Rebecca in Portland, Oregon, Portlandia, baby. I play in a dynasty league. I own both Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill. I have two questions. Which one would you play this week? And, and this is the interesting one, which do you think I could get more for in a trade this offseason? Love your show, Rebecca in Portland, Oregon. Okay, let's answer the easy one first. You're playing Hill this week over Bernard. Yeah. Okay. So which one do you think has the higher trade value after the season ends? People go with recency, and I mean, I think that Hill is the guy that's going to have a higher value right now. God, isn't that crazy? It's, it's amazing how it flips. I mean, in literally the course of 10 to 12 days, now, granted, trading's been closed, but their values have really taken a turn. You know what's funny is, not to keep bringing up Blake Carrington Dynasty League, but I will. <laughs> I was trying to talk to um, uh, Andy Braun, who is the owner of uh, Freaks of the Industry, about Gio Bernard. Like, multi-weeks, I was offering the moon because I felt like I was still in contention. Right. Which, by the way, do you realize I'm the fifth-highest scoring team in that league? You have a very solid team. Yeah, so, but I, my running backs are terrible. You just didn't get the victory points. And right, and whatever, it's fine. But anyway, um, uh, I was try- I was offering the moon. Like, all. I mean, like, Keenan Allen, Crabtree, Floyd, Greg Olson, Dennis Pitta, before he got hurt, all these guys trying to get, and no, 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 I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. He kept trying to trade me Frank Gore. Um, <laughs> so, and now I feel like I could actually get Bernard at a, at a decent value, and as bad as my team is, he might be my number one running back. As bad as my running backs are, you mean? So I might have to revisit that after the uh-huh. season ends. Yeah, you could. I just, the thing, the problem is that it's like, where does Geo go from here? I mean, you think, okay, you enter the offseason, they're both healthy, Hill's outperformed him. Right. But 
again, you look at how many receivers I have on my team. You look at my running backs. Yeah, I know. You have a lot of draft picks, though, too. I have a few. Are you going to get Gordon? What what pick do you have? I won't get Gordon. I have the number four. I have four and then probably 11 and 12, thanks to you and Swanson. Or thanks, or uh, 10 and 12. I hope it is. Well, I traded my pick to Balky, and hopefully I'm going to win the title. Well, thanks to my T.Y. Hilton, you probably will. <laughs> Is it safe to get Orange Julius in my lineup this week, or are we going to see a ton of C.J. Anderson against the Chargers? That's Ron in Richardson, Texas. You will see a ton of C.J. Anderson. You just Everyone's been – I mean, he's been just lights out. Playing – run, run, run. Yep. And, and like – Oh, John Kane uh, brought up the injury thing to Peyton Manning. That's kind of been poo-pooed. I haven't seen anybody report that um, that he might be dealing with a shoulder or an arm or something. But why did the under the radar news out today? On the show. What's the other? Oh, we buried the lead. I totally forgot. What? Big news tonight in the NFL. Go ahead. Rod Streeter not coming back in 2014. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Wow. They had the chance to take him off IR. Damn. And Adrian Peterson's uh, appeal got denied. But Streeter, though, did. <laughs> so it's just insane. Anyway, what was the other under-the-radar news? Uh, had nothing to do with the same. What? Oh, the Graham Breeze thing? I got it. I'm, I'm a little I'm bit sorry. slow on the uptake tonight. Sorry. So anyway, let's talk about Julius Thomas right. here. Are you playing him this week? Um. So what's his status? He's questionable, probably going to maybe I, I believe he was probable, practice. and if he was questionable, he was on the higher side of probable. He's, I mean, to everything I've read from the beat reporters on Twitter is that, he's look, he's going to play. But he played last week one snap. Well, let me ask you a question. One yeah. question only. Yeah. What did C. Salami say? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm just kidding. You know, we're not even going to answer this question. He's tuned in we're, to the Brussels, and, and listen... This this is a man. Again, I'm not making this up. He said, and I quote, no one is closer in the media to Julius Thomas than I am. So what did he say? So go to, let's go to his Twitter right now, shall we? Yeah, check it so, out. Okay, okay, so hold on. Can you vamp for a minute while I load this up? I'm not good at randomly filling dead air like you are. Well, you just I'm, did. I'm like the co-host. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to load. I'm going to. So we're loading up Slammy's okay. Twitter right now. Well, while you're to get loading the up, inside Mike, info on Julius Thomas. My team is really good. So I mean, I'm going to win the title. Yeah. Okay. So he's tweeting about. Okay. Right. Here we go. See? Oh, it's so funny. The last, the last tweet. See? Bronco, Thank you. Hold on. Hold on. Broncos Julius Thomas told Nate, at Nate Kreckman, it was a much better week of practice compared to last week. JT listed his profile. So no one is closer Roll in the up. media to Julius Thomas. Well, except for Nate and, Kreckman. And he's tweeting what some other guy said. You know what? That's fine. You can't hold him. To, uh, whatever. You know, he's a busy guy. It's fine. But I just... <laughs> I just... so hilarious. I mean, you can't make stuff like this up. So we're rolling Julius out. We're rolling Julius out. From, sure. from the horse's mouth, Nate Kreckman. From the horse's mouth via the, the source. Via Kreckman. Via Kreckman. Thanks, Kreckman. Lewis in Columbia, South Carolina. Hey, guys, I'm sure you got a bunch of emails on this this week, but I will say that Rob is the best producer in the business in the hopes you read my email on the air. Well, (laughs) mission completed there. How does the Cleveland offense change with Manziel in the lineup? Maybe you could break out the Yaman or nine. Yes. (laughs) Well, we're going to find out. Maybe you could break out the Yaman or nine game for me. Since no one ever wishes you good luck in your leagues, I will. Good luck. That's Lewis in Columbia, South Carolina. Rob is already wheeling in. Of course, the the cart with the Yaman or nine buttons on, uh, Dave. I think there's a bottle of rum chata. There, the cart. there is. Robbie, take that. It's take a, that off there. Thanks to Rob, it's empty. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Rob likes rum chata and cat. We'll bl- <laughs> there's anything. It's a great that- team name, rum chata and cat. <laughs> uh, 
blow off the dust of these buttons. It's it's been quite a while. So I guess um, what we'll do right. is, uh, do you want to ask me? Yeah, how about I do that for one? Okay, so you ask me, and just go through the. Um, we'll include Manzel, obviously. So what, how do I? You're, do no, you just you're naming the Cleveland skill players, uh, you know that matter for fantasy, and asking me whether I'm on board with them with Manzel now or if I'm not. Okay, and obviously Yaman is yes, nine is no. All right, the you Cleveland, Cleveland skill players. We got. Yeah. Fucking... You can load it up. I mean, if you. I mean, obviously not a, a ton matter for for fantasy. Okay. Okay. Gordon Hawkins, Cameron Kroll, West, whatever. Manzel. All right. Here we go. Ready? All right. Ready? Let's start it off. Brian Hoyer. <laughs> nine, 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 nine. Right. Can't see him uh, splitting out wide in too many sets. All right. All right. Jordan Cameron. Yeah, man. You know that I'm totally a Manziel fan, so it's going to be tough to get a nine out of me. Yet. But uh-huh. obviously, I, I, I mean, I like the big target that Cameron offers. He's a similar size, similar speed to what uh, Mike Evans was at Texas A&M. You know, granted, he's a notch below in talent, but I, I think this is a guy that Manziel can make uh, quite good. Yeah, good analysis. I like that. Let's right. go with Hawkins, Miss Hawkins. <sighs> The problem with Hawkins is he's already starting to tail off, and, and Johnny Football is going to throw to the big guys with the big catch radiuses when he has to uh, scramble out of the pockets. So I think you know guys like Gordon and Cameron are, are better options uh, for Manziel rather than Hawkins. All right, Josh Gordon. Probably have Bernie Kozar coming out of retirement, and I'd still like Josh Gordon. I mean, this is perfect. This is exactly what um, what Manziel needs is is this deep guy that he can just throw it up to in triple coverage, and he can come down with it. Gordon's that talented. Manziel can get it done. So I love Gordon in this. And clearly, I love Gordon much better with Manziel than I do with Hoyer. Right, let's go to the running backs. Terrence West. More of a timing issue for me than anything else, Kroll. It seems like he's he's coming uh, he's coming good or uh, he's coming back off that injury that he had last week when he split snaps with Terrence West. He's clearly a talented guy, and I feel like with Manziel back there, it's going to make those rushing lanes even wider behind a pretty good offensive line. So, sorry, Terrence West, you are a victim of circumstance here, and uh, I can't get on board with you in the next two weeks. All right, how about Isaiah Kroll? Come on. Yeah, that's an easy one. I just kind of answered that already. But, I, again, the more playmakers you have out there, the more attention is paid to them, the less attention to Isaiah Kroll in the running game. I'm liking him. All right. How about uh, Taylor Gabriel, Falky? <laughs> nine, 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 nine. Not on board with Taylor Gabriel. Do, um, Last question, Leon Hall on the Bengals. <laughs> Corner. Yeah, man. <laughs> He's gonna get one pick. I mean, we we know Manziel's gonna throw it up. All right, we're gonna fly through these last two. Nick in Singapore. I know Delaney Walker is chomping at the bit to let everyone uh, down this week again in a good matchup. Do you think Kendall Wright will join him in being Week 15 Fool's Gold? Kendall Wright listed as professional with that broken hand. Yeah, I wouldn't start him. 
I would not start him either, and I'm the biggest Kendall Wright fan out there. Final question, Javier and Tara Haute. Hey, Javier. In my Dynasty League, I loaded up on Jags and have Denard Robinson, Gerhardt, and Johnson. I need to start one. Can you help a longtime listener out? Who's Gerhardt. it going to be? Gerhardt. Totally agree. Not on board with Storm Johnson, even though I think he's the long, uh, best long-term guy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for our show. I want to thank John Kane and Tiffany Papa John's FedEx, the FFPC, our producer, mutual friend Rob, audio engineer Bryce, and all of you. I'll be on SiriusXM with Jeff Manns on Tuesday. Good luck in Week 15, your weekend starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that is broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. Pop, image, and put emphasis on the dope. So when names come up in that conversation, who's the